What is going on, guys? I am Derek. You are the baggers. This is the Money in the Bag podcast, and we are just days away from the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. How are you guys doing? I am doing great. I hope your week was fantastic. As always, please follow me on Twitter. It is at money underscore podcast. You can email the show and be a part of it if you'd like. You can email me at put the money in the bag podcast at gmail.com. That's put the money in the bag podcast at gmail.com. We are coming at you live every Wednesday on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Castbox, you bitch. So little schedule of events today. I'm going to go over Raw, I'm going to go over SmackDown, and then I'm going to pull up the card for Money in the Bank, and I'm going to give you my predictions so that you can call your local bookie. I don't know if there's bookies anymore. Uh, I always see bookies. Actually, I do know that there's still bookies because uh, you can tell the sign of a good barbershop if the back of the barbershop, uh, they run numbers, and you can gamble out the back of it. So listen to my predictions, go to your local barbershop, get yourself a Baron Corbin cut, and throw 20 bucks on Roman Reigns. That's what this podcast is all about. I'm kidding, of course. But I have my notes here. I want to go over Raw. I want to go over SmackDown. And like I said, I'm going to predict um, the money in the bag. Just kidding. The money in the bank pay-per-view card. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Let me pull my notes up here. Bear with me. And bam, look at that. So the opening segment for Raw... uh, I don't know why this was a thing or whose idea this was, but basically uh, you had miscellaneous superstars, both male and female, who are going to be competing in their respective um, money in the bank. I keep wanting to say money in the bag. It's so hard. Money in the bank um, matches uh, standing on ladders of varying heights. And this just seemed like a Broadway scene. (laughs) I was waiting for them to just break out and sing song like a goddamn quartet. But uh, the biggest takeaway points here were uh, obviously the elephant in the room, Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin bald, <laughs> been balding, is now uh, officially bald. He's got the high and tight, and I think he looks a lot better. He kind of looks like a badass uh, waiter slash bouncer with that outfit and that haircut, but I liked it. I think he looks a lot better, and I like it as far as his whole corporate role. It doesn't really make sense to have shoulder length. A shoulder-length skullet if you're supposed to be the constable. No one's going to take you serious. Uh, could you imagine if a cop pulled you over with a fucking skullet? You'd take his badge and you'd leave. But um, I understand this to get the visual of having them all on the ladder, and it's more of like a promotional thing, but it just seemed like such a weird segment. Like SmackDown opened with the women kind of talking about their specific match, and that I think is more effective. Or even if you wanted to start the show with that fatal four-way that made evented to get some hype for the for the match, but... I don't know who this was supposed to benefit. They kind of just had this like cookie cutter, like weird banter back and forth. Like, I think you're going to win. No, I think you're going to win. And it was just goofy. Alexa Bliss was kind of funny, but nothing really, nothing really too groundbreaking here. Braun Strowman said he was going to win. Kevin Owens uh, pointed out (laughs) Baron Corbin's hair, which I knew he was going to. Kevin's always good for breaking the fourth wall, but uh, it was fine. 
whatever. I did notice Bobby uh, Roode barely said anything. If you, if you go back and watch it, I think he interjected one time. He had one line. Um, but this this led to the opening match of the night, which was a fatal four-way for the women uh, participants. Alexa Bliss, in a heel way, and they kind of no-sold it, made her own entrance, which I thought was funny because it goes with her character that she's like this entitled princess kind of bitchy character. So she would walk out and want her own kind of like gaudy entrance, but they kind of didn't really... Uh, make it known that that was the point like that was that could have been a funnier uh point i think i actually kind of like that i think that went unnoticed or uh not given enough credit natalia won uh she tapped out alexa bliss it was a pretty fun match nothing too groundbreaking there was a backstage promo and i think ko did it to bobby Roode also later in the night but this was a more standout promo kind of interaction or uh the old offering the olive branch as a sign of peace and kind of uh I guess the truths, but KO just gave Finn olives <laughs> and he's like, you know, I know you like that low carb, healthy eating or whatever, low calories. And he was basically saying like, we should team up and take out Braun. A little funny, uh, skit. I love Kevin Owens. Next we had the first of three squash matches in a row, essentially, which was really weird. Uh, Dolph, Dolph's music hit. And I don't know if it was just me, but I pop more for Dolph's music because I know Drew's coming out after. I know that's terrible, but, uh, Dolphin Drew took on Breezango, and the uh, style hair changes continued. Tyler Breeze rocking a mean beard, and uh, Fandango rocking some slicked-up, cool-ass hair. Everyone's just killing it. <laughs> Can't let Baron have his shine. They have to uh, to outdo him. But this is basically basically just a squash and a showcase for Dolphin Drew. However, if you go back and watch this, uh, post-match, they're cutting a promo, and I don't know if this is a very, very subtle tease or if this was even something that he knew realized that he was doing, but Drew was staring at Dolph when he was cutting a promo, basically saying, like, last week was a fluke, and I thought he was going to blame Dolph for getting eliminated from that battle royal, and I think down the road they might refer to it, so we'll see if that was foreshadowing, but I don't see if anyone else noticed that or uh, commented about it, but we'll have to see. Uh, I want to get Drew McIntyre away from Dolph sooner rather than later. I'd rather them do it way too soon than way too late. You feel me? I know you do. Um, Roman backstage was like, I'm going to kick Jinder's ass. And I don't know if he hasn't recovered from the loss from WrestleMania, but he seems less of a big deal. And I'm a Roman Reigns guy. I'll say it proudly. I love Roman Reigns. I love the big dog, big doggy dog, me and Michael Cole. But, man, they're really they're taking the shine off of him with the way that he's been booked and, and it's just weird but uh they announced it was going to be gender versus roman you had to know it was going to be some bullshit they weren't just going to give this match away but gender again made that winds of change line that he made last week so i don't know if that's foreshadowing for somebody coming like the other Singh brother coming back or whatever i can't imagine it being anything too too interesting but you have to imagine roman just wins this on sunday because gender just can eat pins because he's a heel but uh i thought this was a funny little i don't know way to get heel heat when gender was like oh you thought you were facing me like yeah i challenged you but you're not facing me you're facing the great samil singh tease the great kali obviously um this was kind of an elaborate plan to just hit one move on roman so obviously roman beat the fuck out of him the singh brother roman was being kind of dickish and just being a schoolyard bully but it was like this fucking weird setup to just have gender hit him with one coloss which took 20 minutes to set up because they couldn't they're just playing grab ass patty cakes like he went to do the move and just didn't it's not a quick devastating move like it should be he always seems to tangle his arms up in the guys that he's doing it to he did it to randy orton a bunch of times and like it never looks devastating because the guy has to jump 
into it to make it look effective just looks stiff like everything else stiff in the wrong way not stiff like the strong style but stiff as in like non-athletic <laughs> um <laughs> i wrote here this was an elaborate plan that just gave roman a tune-up match you just gave him practice for sunday and you hit one move on him why wouldn't you beat the shit out of him so they could play that storyline you know which makes me think roman's just gonna win because otherwise if jinder was gonna win i think they would do a beat down angle where like roman got the shit kicked out of him so that's why he loses but next we had squash match number two where the b team beat uh beat heath slater and rhino and they no sold heath's shirt it was like rhino made this (laughs) and they didn't didn't even reference it on commentary but after the match b team was celebrating and the uh, Tron hit and it was Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy just saying spooky shit. And I always think it's funny that that's pre-recorded. Like it's supposed to be live. It's supposed to look like it's, it's a live looking, but that always makes me laugh that they recorded it five hours beforehand or whatever it may be. But I just don't know why this match is on the pay-per-view. I really don't like this B team storyline has been funny for the last month or so, or three, four weeks. I think it's been about a month. That would be a month. Sorry, good one. But I think Br- Bray and Matt just win. And I think this shouldn't even be on the fucking pay-per-view. You could have just had it on Raw. But now that I think of it, if they're doing it on the pay-per-view, we might be getting a title change. Why else? On the main card? Bludgeon Brothers and, and the Good Brothers are on the pre-show. I'd rather see that match on the main card. Jesus. But next was, I think, by far the uh, best segment of the night. Uh, Elias came out with this awesome custom-made guitar that he said was from John Mayer, and Coach said John Mayer, the great hip-hop artist, which was so fucking stupid. Long story short, Elias cut this awesome song, shitting on the crowd, shitting on Seth. Seth comes out and curb stomps the guitar. Fucking awesome. Go back and watch it. I can't even do its justice because it was such a funny, entertaining segment. I think it's going to be a great match. I'd love to see Elias win the IC title. I just don't want to see him win it off Seth because I'm afraid if Seth doesn't have the IC title, that WWE's just going to fuck with him again and not know what to do with him unless they elevate him to the, to the main event scene. But this is, seems to be Seth's really hitting his fucking stride right now, or not even hitting his stride, I guess getting his stride back because he was top of the top for a while, and he they just fucked up his return when he came back from the knee injury. But right now he's on fire, and uh, this was great. And I'm looking forward to that match. I think it's going to be fun. Uh, Ruby Riot beat Bailey and then drew on her. I don't give a fuck about this. I'm moving on. This was terrible. Uh, R- Ronda Rousey versus Nia, and it was cringe city again. They didn't wrestle each other. I don't know why I said versus, but they kind of just met up in the ring with Coach, and they were hanging out, and then Ronda fucking tapped out Nia, and they rang the bell anyway like it was a real match. It was fucking retarded. Wicked, stupid match. Wicked, stupid segment, I should say. I hope the match is good because these two are the worst actors. Her, Nia Jax, Ronda Rousey, and, and, and Natalia are the worst actors I've ever seen in my life. It's actually insulting to the rest of the, the, rest of the wrestlers on the, on the roster. Like, I'm not saying they're not talented, but, it, I mean, come on. Stop giving the mic time. It's, it's fucking terrible. It's terrible TV. It is terrible TV. Uh, next, we had Kurt Hawkins versus No Way Jose. So No Way Jose came out and did his, his entrance, his conga line bullshit. Kurt's uh, music hit, and he didn't come out, so they started a 10 count, and he ended up being one of No Way Jose's party-goer groupers, groupie thing, which was funny, but <laughs> uh, No Way Jose won anyway. But I like this little mini storyline. It was like a nothing. They basically did nothing with him, and he made this own gimmick, I think, of losing all these matches, which kudos to him. And it reminds me of when Heath got over, when they first did the draft, and he didn't get drafted, and it was like this, where is he going to go? And the crowd really like organically got behind him. And I think that's going to continue to happen until they eventually have him win a match, and then he's just going to be gone. Nothing. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll fuck this up. But we'll enjoy this while it lasts. We'll see what happens. Um, 
Sami Zayn kind of took a page out of Jinder Mahal's book with these super fucking elaborate plans to not do that much. So <sighs> Sami said in that shitty ass promo last week that he doesn't even think Bobby Lashley was really in the army. And then he said this week, you know, all right, I guess I've seen pictures, but you know, you have to prove it. So Bobby comes out and, and just for some reason agrees to do this obstacle course. Unbelievably impressive feats of strength. Like he was like American Ninja Warrior, but he's fucking 290 pounds, whatever he is, just jacked up. Um, all the steroids, ridiculous amounts of steroids. Um, but then Sammy just jumped him. That was it was the dumbest segment. And Sammy just looks dead inside. Like I don't think he's enjoying it, and he's crying for help. And I think we need to save Sammy Zayn. Let's start a GoFundMe to save Sammy Zayn. Um, fucking stupid ass segment even though it was enjoyable to see bobby lashley uh rip through a military obstacle course whatever uh the main event was the fatal four-way it was finn braun kevin owens and bobby Roode. uh ko is an how fucking cool are his frogs his bullfrog splashes he frog splashes braun through the table really fun match false finishes and then braun just won to make him look indestructible and i get it he's the monster among men but he's the most credible wrestler in the company right now like he's the monster nobody can beat him and i think someone else could have benefited from a win like you could have had braun put through the table by kevin and that could have been the end of braun you know what i mean like no one would have discredited braun no one would think less of him and then i'd like to see like bobby Roode maybe pin kevin owens or finn but you know what i mean any of these guys really could have used it more than braun braun's already the favorite he's still the favorite coming out of this but overall i thought it was a good show ups and downs but it, it was fun the main event was fun elias and seth was awesome um there was some silly moments Bar baron corbin shaving his head was eventful so i'm excited for the pay-per-view but let's move on to smackdown um the show opens with all four women in the ring i think it was lana becky lynch charlotte and naomi they're all going to be participating in the match and they were kind of saying uh why they're going to win and they were all saying their accolades you know becky lynch was the first woman smackdown women's champion and drafted to smackdown naomi won the battle royal and charlotte's you know charlotte and then lana's just like uh, i'm married to rusev it was just funny i thought that was silly but uh peyton royce and billy Kay came out and just did impersonations of all of them and i can't help but like them like yeah they're cringy sometimes it's too much in the wrong way sometimes they draw heat in like a people aren't enjoying this way like it's not the good heat it's like the, this is so bad get off my off my screen way but i thought this was funny um sonia deville and, and the fuck's her name the blonde one came out and uh obviously chaos ensued and then it was an eight woman tag match but Paige was just walking backstage and asuka asked to beat up carmella so they were added to the match so it was a five on five ten woman match for the main event this evening and uh page continuing to just walk around backstage eventually ran into the miz who was wearing a ref shirt and claimed he was auditioning for practicing for an upcoming audition page knew what he was up to like saw right through him that he was just trying to be a ref for the samoa joe rusev match that was announced and then she just let him do it anyway made no fucking sense but if you notice she really does just walk around and book on the fly she just runs into people someone should just walk into her and ask for a title shot because she'll probably give it to them but uh 
I wrote here, <laughs> when the show opened, they were like, Daniel Bryan versus Shelton Benjamin, Samoa Joe versus Rusev, Jeff Hardy versus Shinsuke Nakamura. And on paper, those are all crazy matches. And SmackDown just loves giving away these first-time-ever matches. It's so crazy. Remember when they just gave away John Cena versus Shinsuke on TV? And they gave away Randy Orton versus Shinsuke on TV? Just all these first-time-ever matches. And they're just throwing them away on, a, on, on TV. Samoa Joe versus Daniel Bryan, and they added big cast, but just like TV matches, it's so crazy. And then we're getting Roman Reigns versus Jinder Mahal in a pay per view. It makes no fucking sense. Uh, Daniel Bryan versus Shelton, I thought was a fun match. It's crazy in 2018 in WWE to see this. Um, they kind of worked, uh, Shelton Benjamin worked over Daniel Bryan's knee. He ended up winning. Uh, Daniel Bryan, that is, ended up winning. He tapped out Shelton. Fun match. Crowd really liked it. I liked it. You liked it. <laughs> Let's go. Next, uh, Jerry the King Lawler came out and uh introduced aj styles i think just because they were in memphis and obviously king didn't get that crazy of a pop and this was really bizarre like they didn't do it in the ring they didn't do it backstage they did it on the corner where like the raw announce team a corner of the stage where the raw announce team sits he asked them like one question and then aj's music hit like they definitely cut this short it was very bizarre king's starting to have that glossed over lost in space look like old people get very weird didn't like this at all i wish the contract signing last week was this week because that was such a great segment and then this just overshadowed it um we had samoa joe versus rusev that i mentioned earlier with miz as the referee samoa joe getting hair plugs so crazy fucking hair changes just all over the place but his haircut's terrible it's like this he looks like a carrot it's really dumb it's like this poofy weird he's too old to have a haircut like that um this was a fun match it ended up there was like a kind of a distraction thing where Miz refused to count for Samoa Joe because I think Samoa Joe bumped into him. So Rusev hit the Machka kick, pinned Samoa Joe. After the match, Miz climbed up and grabbed the briefcases to be a dickhead. And he was like, you know what's in here? There's a, a guaranteed title match contract. And he opened it up. And lo and behold, it was pancakes. And this was so funny and so stupid, but the right kind of stupid, where the Miz just starts yelling like, New Day! Like, gah! And they cut backstage and New Day's just cracking up laughing. And Kofi and Xavier are in one shirt for some reason and they're just so silly that are just a briefcase full of pancakes and you can tell Corey graves act, and, and even uh tom phillips actually laugh at them and think they're stupid because it's just everyone just starts giggling like little kids very very dumb very hilarious and i can't wait to see who new day is going to pick i think they're just gonna wait now till till the pay-per-view so that'll be fun i think all three of them will come out and then they'll tease it and last second one of them's gonna get in the ring so that'll be cool uh we had nakamura versus jeff hardy next this ended with um nakamura ball punching jeff hardy which i kind of figured that was going to happen i was surprised that aj styles didn't get involved in here at all whether it be to save another baby face or just to kind of capitalize and beat down shinsuke after kind of weird uh shinsuke after he hit him when the balls did that like creepy ass like counting to 10 just to make a statement um nakamura versus jeff hardy sounds like such a crazy match on paper and i don't know if jeff is just getting older guys or what but well, I do know he's getting older, but I don't know if he still has it the same way because this was just kind of a nothing match. It should have been great. Nothing special here. Uh, we cut backstage and Big Cass, this was so fucking bad, man. I don't know if Sami Zayn and Big Cass have the same writer or what they did wrong, but they actually pitched this to Big Cass. They're like, hey, uh, say you went to the carnival or the state fair in Tennessee today and you took this... St- it's like the size chart where you have to be a certain height to get on a ride. He took one of those as a prop and said, like, oh, one superstar on the roster doesn't meet the height requirement, Daniel Bryan. Like, 
it's terrible. At this point, it feels like they're trolling. They know that we're sick of this whole big cast is tall thing, so they're just going to keep hammering it, keep hammering it. Really, really bizarre, really stupid, and big cast just must be dying inside. Like, it's terrible, and he deserves more. Terrible, terrible writing. Like, these guys are the... They can only do so much, you know? Like, they can't make magic happen. Well, they can, but if you you got to give them something. Look what happened when they, when they didn't really give AJ and Shinsuke a story. The match was underwhelming, you know? Like, how is... How is Cass supposed to succeed in this situation? How is Sammy supposed to succeed? How is Bobby Lashley supposed to succeed? Like, who is this benefiting, you know? Very disappointing. Um, It was women's main event time, and it was a 10-women tag clusterfuck, and they had a commercial break. They had a a split-screen ad for Money in the Bank, and then Asuka tapped out Carmella, so I'm pretty sure Carmella's going to retain, which I think we all knew that was going to happen anyway, but probably by James Ellsworth coming out. Jesus Christ. Um... That's the rumor anyway. But at the end of the match, they all just hugged. Like, Lana attacked Naomi a couple weeks ago during that stupid dance-off, and then they just hugged. Like, there's no tension, there's no build. They just hugged. Like, women's revolution, let's hug. That's how they close SmackDown. A fucking hug. So stupid, so bad, so fucking unacceptable. Not cool. Good show, but that's not cool. But that was Raw. That was SmackDown. What did you guys think? You thought it was good? You thought it was bad? Um, I'd love to hear. Shoot me a tweet. Shoot me a DM. Shoot me an email. I would love to have a back and forth with you guys. But moving on, let's do the predictions for the money in the bank pay-per-view on Sunday. All right, let's get into this prediction. So I'm going to start with the kickoff show. These are the matches that have been announced. And I just checked with WWE.com. I checked Bleacher Report and I checked CBS Sports. And they actually haven't announced um, the Deleter of Worlds, uh, Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy versus the B team. But I have to imagine that match is going to be added. So I'm going to assume that that's on the card and I will give a prediction for that too. But I guess in no particular order, I will start with the kickoff show, the Bludgeon Brothers versus the Good Brothers. So many brothers, the Bludgeons versus the Goods. I think for sure the Bludgeon Brothers win. I think they win handily and quickly. Uh, otherwise, it wouldn't be on the pre-show. But it'll be a fun way to start, I guess, to see the Bludgeon Brothers kick some ass. I uh, hope Gallows and Anderson can bounce back and get back in the title picture once they recover from this loss. Daniel Bryan versus Big Cass. I'm scared because of the 50-50 booking that WWE does. And because Daniel Bryan won, Big Cass kind of has to get his win back. Because he's looked like such a bitch, so I'm going to go with Big Cass. I am going to go with Big Cass. Maybe heel tactic, maybe he gets DQ'd and beats the shit out of Daniel Bryan. Uh, or maybe he just pins him. I'm going to go Big Cass. Yep, Big Cass is going to win. Nia Jax versus Ronda Rousey. This is interesting, and I think it depends on the order of the matches if this comes after the women's money in the bank you have to imagine they'll probably open with the women's money in the bank and close with the men's i hope they do that anyway um both matches deserve a lot of time so the the rumor going around is that natalia may win and cash in on ronda so maybe ronda beats nia Jax, and then natalia immediately cashes in and i would love to see that because i get the fucking title off nia Jax. she doesn't it, it's it's too big for her right now it's not her fault but i think later down the road she might be better equipped for it as a natural heel but this just isn't working for me at all and although there's a lot of titles in wwe i don't think they're used properly enough and with a lack of really top titles on wwe right now on raw being just the ic title practically is a top title the women's championship really needs to mean a lot 
you put the title on Ronda, it's a big deal. Whether Whatever your opinion is, it, it, it's immediate uh, elevation as far as I'm concerned. I'm going to go with Ronda Rousey with the potential of Natalia uh, cashing in. Next, we have Carmella versus Asuka, and I think Carmella retains. That's as far as my prediction is going to go. I'm not really sure what's going to happen. I don't know if Carmella gets DQ'd. I don't know if there's a distraction. I don't know if fucking James Ellsworth comes out. Uh but I do think that Carmella will retain her title. Roman Reigns versus Jinder Mahal. Roman Reigns is going to win. Uh, Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn. I don't give a fuck about this. No one does. But I think Bobby Lashley just beats the shit out of Sami Zayn and wins. He's going to do that delayed suplex for about 15 minutes so we can all take a pee break. And we'll be back for Seth Rollins versus Elias for the IC title. I think this is going to be a really good match. I hope this is going to be a really good match. I think Seth Rollins will retain, and I hope Seth Rollins retains. But I hope Elias does win the title down the road, maybe not off Seth, or maybe off Seth once uh, he's done more with it. I think he's just getting warmed up. Uh, AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. (sighs) Last man standing match. You have to imagine this is all for nothing if Shinsuke doesn't eventually win. The heel turn... The cheating, the matches, it has to kind of, there has to be a finish to the story. Do they want to drag it out and have them have another match at SummerSlam? Maybe. But on the counter, AJ's not that young, Shinsuke's not that young. There's a lot of great matchups for them to still have. There's so many more dream matches, and they're both such versatile guys that you maybe want to take them away from each other for a while, and then if you do it properly, they can come back and have one more feud before it's all said and done. So I'm going to go Shinsuke Nakamura. Given the stipulation, given the way the story has gone, it only makes sense to have him uh, finally win, even if he keeps punching him in the dick however he has to do it. And I think Shinsuke is a heel champion to headline SmackDown with AJ chasing, with guys like Rusev chasing, with Samoa Joe chasing, with Daniel Bryan chasing. I mean, come on, that's tasty through the summer and into WrestleMania next year. There's a lot of potential um, for WWE to use there. Um the women's money in the bank match so it's lana natalia alexa bliss charlotte ember moon becky lynch naomi and sasha banks well right off the bat i don't think lana's gonna win i don't think alexa bliss is gonna win because she just had the title i don't think charlotte's gonna win because she has unfinished business with with carmella there's just she doesn't need it she needs it the least obviously um i don't think naomi's gonna win it and i don't think sasha banks is gonna win it for me it comes down to natalia ember moon and becky lynch uh i'd like to see ember moon with it they haven't really defined her character she's just a normal girl that wears con like creepy contacts for some reason even though she was more of like a mythical character at the beginning of her nxt run i don't like when they humanize her it'd be like if finn was the demon but he was just walking around cutting promos it's very weird um if they do decide to do the ronda rousey angle then natalia wins but i actually i know this is kind of going back on what i said earlier but looking at it now i'm gonna go becky lynch I am. I think a raw male will win raw. A, a raw male will win raw. <laughs> I think a, a, a raw. Oh, Jesus Christ. A male on the raw roster will win the briefcase for the guys. And I think Becky Lynch will win it for the girls on SmackDown. You have to imagine they're going to do one briefcase on each show. Um, Samoa Joe. That leads us to the men's Samoa Joe, Kevin Owens, Bobby Roode, Braun Strowman, The Miz, Rusev, Finn Balor, and one member of the New Day. This has potential to be such a good match. And last year, Baron Corbin was a guy that could benefit from it the the most, but I didn't think was going to win. Like, he was not a likely candidate for me personally. And looking at these names, who 
has the least amount of merit, who could use it the most, who's the least over, it's Bobby Roode. Samoa Joe doesn't need it. Kevin Owens, I mean, all these guys could use it. You know, Braun Strowman obviously doesn't need it. I think he should just win the championship. Um, I'm interested to see which member of the New Day it is. I think all three of them deserve it. I think that'll be exciting. I don't really have a preference even because all three guys I think will add a cool element. I guess maybe Big E, you don't need him because there's already a lot of meat in this match with Rusev, Samoa Joe, Kevin. This is the meatiest (laughs) match ever. But uh, I think Bobby Roode. I think maybe... (sighs) Here's another thing. I said this last week. I think Constable Corbin's going to get involved here and make sure that a Raw superstar wins it. I, I, I think... There's there's layers of story there where he didn't he failed to cash in he was the last money in the bank guy. I could see Bobby Roode turning heel and, and kind of winning this and aligning himself with Baron and and Stephanie and the Authority. I would like that. I really he needs it bad. I think there's money in him being a bad guy being a heel. I think he would elevate the briefcase and come on a glorious cash in. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go Bobby Roode. I'm going to go Bobby Roode. I think he will win the briefcase. And if not him, my alternate would be Finn Balor because I think that would be great for him too. So it's really a win-win. All these guys, I mean, this is the cream of the crop when you go down this list. These are pretty, this is pretty much my list of favorite guys outside of, you know, Seth and AJ and, and whatnot. So that I think is going to be a great match. The Money in the Bank match last year was great. If you remember, we had the the Shins, the Shins down. I can't talk. The stare down with Shinsuke and AJ that kind of, was a preview for this uh, feud fast forward a year later we had aj drop from fucking however far when he was holding on to the briefcase you guys remember that and then uh i think it was Sami Zayn who did like a sunset flip powerbomb i think he powerbombed dolph that was a really good match and you know kevin owens is gonna do crazy shit with the ladders you know samoa joe is gonna be brutal you know finn's gonna jump off the top of the ladder the new day is gonna be silly the miz will be cowardly but I'd like to see, like, Finn about to climb up and Bobby fucks him over. Something like that. Like, really a definitive heel turn to juice him up um, to have a top guy on Raw I think would be great. But I'm really looking forward to this. The more I think about it, the more I talk about it with you guys, I think it's going to be a really fun show. This is WWE's chance to show why they are the top dogs with, you know, all of the wrestling world talking about New Japan and all these indie shows and Kenny Omega winning the championship, all that stuff. So this is a chance to show, you know, that WWE is still is still the uh, the A show and the premier wrestling organization in the world. I think this is going to be a lot of fun, a lot of talent involved. It's going to be kind of a long show, um, but even if the undercard matches don't deliver, you have to imagine that the Money in the Bank matches will deliver. Um, I hope the women's match is fun. I hope there's some interesting surprises. I am curious to see what happens with Ronda Rousey. Um, does Brock Lesnar make an appearance? You never know, now that he is the longest reigning champion of all time. That is all I got for you guys. As always, like I said, you can follow me on Twitter at money underscore podcast. Thank you to at real Chaz King, my buddy Chaz, for the awesome intro. Email me at put the money in the bag podcast at gmail.com. Please tell a friend. Please tell a family member. Please tell your neighbor. Please, please tell your parole officer, whoever the fuck it is. Let them know to listen to this podcast, uh, even if they don't know what wrestling is. But I hope you guys have a great week. I hope you guys enjoy the, the pay-per-view this Sunday. Um, yeah, let's all kick back and enjoy the treat that will be this pay-per-view. So with all that being said, uh, that's all I have from you guys. I hope you have a great week, great weekend, and I will see you all next week.